Welcome to this week's Sports Insight Extra podcast for Formula 4 Media in Great Neck, New York. Formula 4 Media publishes vertical trade magazines, Textile Insight, Sports Insight, Footwear Insight, Outdoor Insight, and Sports Style. And it also publishes digital magazines, Sports Insight Extra once a week, Footwear Insight Extra twice monthly, and Textile Insight Extra once a month. Now it's time for this week's podcast. Welcome to this week's Sports Insight Extra podcast, and today I have the pleasure to be speaking with Mr. Tom Cove, the President and CEO of the Sports and Fitness Industry Association, Association, and he's joining us again today at the Sports Insight Extra podcast. Good morning, Tom. Before we get started on some of the issues, particular industry issues, I just wanted to ask, you know, with 19 months to go to the next presidential election and the Mueller report now officially released, how would you describe the current political climate in Washington, D.C. here in April of 2019? <laughs> uh, good morning to you, too, Bob. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's it. You want to start with an easy one. I would describe it, the word would be chaotic and unpredictable and virtually everyone nervous on both sides, I would say, about uh, the election prospects and long time to go, not at all clear what is going to happen. And I'd go back to chaotic uh, as we we try to kind of represent the industry here and, and navigate through through the through the political waters, uh, it's just clear that there isn't as much getting done because of the daily sort of uh, crisis of the day or on either side, on both uh, the administration and on Congress in particular. So that would be the word. Uh, having said that, you know, we're looking, we're, we, re- we remain very closely vigilant on the China tariff issue. There seems to be good news coming from that, although it's in fits and starts, but there does seem to be progress being made with regard to resolution before imposing new tax new tariffs so that's a good sign although it's not done till it's done and it, and the way uh, we are the message we're hearing from the administration now is uh, they may leave the existing tariffs on for a while while they see if the Chinese actually adhere to the agreements they are negotiating which isn't great if you've got the tariffs now but it, it's not bad relative to it's not 25 percent it's just 10 and then uh, there was a huge amount of additional tariffs possible and for now it seems like they are going to hold off on that for a while so we'll take the good news when we can get it. Next, Tom, before I dig into a couple of particular uh, SFI-related issues, I just want to ask another broad uh, economics question about the, you know, the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, has cut its global economic forecast for the third time in six months, with the U.S. gross estimate for 2019 now pegged at 2.3%, down two-tenths. And how do you expect this climate to impact the sports and fitness industry? What's interesting, we just did a big state-of-the-industry survey about a month and a half ago, and, and what we found is that the industry feeling about the industry, the sporting goods, fitness, active lifestyle, wellness industry feels okay, pretty good, but not like there's huge growth on the horizon. And so we sus- we suspect that that's pretty much reflective in where the overall economy is. We historically, uh, our data are very good on this, that when the economy is growing, our industry grows more. And when the economy constricts, it grows less than the, than the actual growth of the economy. So we sort of are just above when we're growing, just below. Right now, we're kind of stable and I think that's where the industry is and that's where the ind- that's where the go- um, government is projecting for the national economy that's a bit concerning because you just kind of need to grow and we've been kind of in a stable thing for a while so I would say that the industry is looking uh, less cautiously optimistic and probably just cautious to keep its uh, keep itself where it is and maintain market share and things like that in addition though and the good news which is a little different from the IMF is that uh, our in- our surveys came back with a positive towards international 
international expansion. We ask, oh, do you think you're going to grow in domestic sales? Do you think you're going to revenues in sales? Do you think you're going to go internationally? Do you think you're going to invest in technology? How are your inventories? All of those. And inventories are down, and that's a good sign because they were uh, kind of problematically high for like three or four years. The last two years, they're down. And positive growth anticipated from the international sales, which is another strong pop indicator that there's going to be growth overall. So those are good, but at the same time, we're I think everyone is relatively cautious. And next, I wanted to dig into the SFI's official position on esports. Uh, does its rise have a significant impact on sports and fitness activities participation among America's youth? And if so, what possible solutions does your organization at this time suggest? Sure. So the, that's a great question and one that our board is increasingly trying to take up. So first of all, esports is complicated because it means a million things. to other. No one even knows what the word esports means. And frankly, the term sport related to esports, what traditionally is understood, is very controversial. But before we get into that, our position is that we want to promote physical activity, sports participation, fitness, and and, uh, wellness as much as we can in every context. So we're looking at the positives. What can we be doing to create opportunities for more there? In esports, there actually are some positives. So for example, the idea that uh, FIFA and Madden and Y2K, NBA Y2K and the NHL and the MLB, uh, there's some good data out there that suggests that those that play those sports actually learn the game, learn Learn the nomenclature, plays, rules, uh, players' names, teams. They create an avidity for the sport, and it creates a likelihood or an interest in playing. And and it lasts for a while. So you know, for example, you look at high school football players. A lot of them are playing Madden. Okay, so that's not bad. You know, that's good. It's a, uh, the second part is that there is a pretty substantial commitment in the sports industry towards the esports. You know, Mark Cuban. I was in a, at a presentation he gave one time where he made an adamant uh, store adamant case for the athletes are esports athletes. They work out the professionals. We're not there at all. That's not our thing. So SFI doesn't have a position per se. We have a position that if Americans are too sedentary, that's bad and we need to move on that. And if there are ways in which we can address sedentary behavior, we should in every case. With regard to esports, I think the other side of it is that we are challenged to go where kids are, to go where people are, how they're making their discretionary leisure time decisions. And uh, we need to appeal and find ways to go after folks who may not be as active as we need them and want them to be, but they are where they are. So let's go get them, convince them, get, get them back to us, create the, the allure of, of true activity and probably not go after them as, as you know, terrible, negative, uh, et cetera, et cetera, uh, in, the, in the way that we want, the idea that we would like to reach them, persuade them, convince them, embrace them, and help them to be part of our, our what we see is a good lifestyle and what we see it's good business. To that end, Tom, I know that you know many in the industry probably know about it, but your organization or yourself in particular had a recent split with the nonprofit Fit America. I know you probably don't want to rehash the whole ordeal, but maybe you could specifically uh, t- tell us why you opposed the letter they sent out, guess the members of the industry talking about the esports issue. And, and uh, the final part of that question is, will the SFI ever, ever reconsider realigning with that nonprofit uh, Fit America? Sure. Thanks for letting me just clarify that. So the first part is that uh, I've been on the board of Fit America and SFIA was a, it was a founding organization organization that created the ability for Fit America 
it started. It started through RS, RSFIA National Health and Fitness Day, and Jim Ball and I worked so closely together. We had worked previously on the on the uh, PE for Life and the Physical Education for Progress legislation. So we had a long history of the people involved working together. And uh, I was on the board re- until uh, recently. And the issue, of, I left the board this week because uh, the communication went out that was really uh, calling out the actual sponsors of Fit America and the sponsors of in our industry of promoting physical activity, those who have invested the most, who have stepped out. And the communication was unfortunate, unprofessional, and we just uh, decided to move on. And that's that. Uh, the bigger issue for me is that it misconstrued the discussion around two points. Esports, for one, esports is complicated. We just talked about it. We need to take it on in a, in the way that, like, how can we make progress to our goal of promoting physical activity? And so the, the discussion of uh, it's all terrible over here and all the people are involved over here, it's not as productive as we think it could be productive to say, what can we be doing in American society today to promote physical activity? That is what SFA puts its stand, taking the ground. We've been doing it for a long time. We're going to continue to do it. So secondly, the question was regarding the FIT Act, which FIT America and the FIT Act have always been linked. The FIT Act is an SFIA initiative along with URSA and many, many others in the, in the industry. And FIT America, when it was created, took it on. Uh, they had already been, uh, we had worked together with the, some of the people. And then when Jim Ball created FIT, FIT America, it was, a, it was a natural connection. But it's not connected fundamentally in the sense that FIT America does its own thing, runs Go Grants and does good work. But the FIT Act, we've been doing that for a long time. And many, many folks, FIT America included, have supported us. And But, but we've been the leader. We will continue to be the leader. And we think that we can actually pass it this year. We got further than we had ever gotten last year. So this, this discussion of this, this communication, which was, again, unfortunate, and I would um, say unprofessional, it just also confuses around the word FIT, P-H-I-T. And FIT, P-H-I-T for the FIT Act is fundamental to the growth of this industry and could be a game changer. and We've invested so much that I was frustrated that it confused the issue when, in fact, we are at a very good time and place with FIT, having passed it through the House last year and just lost time in, in, the, in the government shutdown so we didn't get it through the Senate. We are in a good, good place for FIT, the FIT Act, and I wouldn't want anybody to misunderstand that, you know, whatever's happened, uh, we're full speed ahead in the industry and the coalitions and the physical activity community in the country should be full speed ahead on passing the FIT Act in this 2019 year. Saying that the FIT Act, the, the process to get the FIT Act passed in Washington will continue even if the SFIN and FIT America are split, divided, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, we're continuing to do what we're going to do. Absolutely. And, and we just had the National Health and Fitness Day activities. We had hundreds of people here in Washington lobbying. We had our athletes together. We had everybody pushing it. Uh, we had it reintroduced in both the House and Senate. We had lunch. I had lunch in the Senate dining room with Herschel Walker and Georgie Murison and several senators. And they all were like, this is great. We're going to get it done this year. Keep pushing. Make sure that you've, you know, you hit all the buttons. And so we, you know, we had to reassess and, and we're raising money now from the industry. And we frankly need money. We've put a lot, we've put SFIA has put millions of dollars in through our companies, some of whom also supported Fit America, which is the frustration. But you know, we're still at it. We're 100% at it. And the Fit Act is going to be a game changer, and it's close. So yeah, we are. There is no change. It, it doesn't affect Fit Act and the and the legislative initiative to promote physical activity and create incentives and actually sell a lot of product. None of that is is touched by this discussion of uh, the Fit America going in the 
direction it went. One last follow up on the Fed Act. So, it's, it's it, you still think it's possible for 2019, even with the uh, divided Congress, and, and if not, I guess you'd proceed in 2020 after the uh, in 2020, and then even after the election if you had to. Yeah. So, uh, great question, Bob. And I ask it myself, but I would say this: the we pat we've been working on the Fed Act for more than 10 years. We took a break during the period of the Obamacare thing because our industry, including leadership from our board of directors, was uncomfortable with the direction of Obamacare. So if we had gotten something into Obamacare, like on the fit side of things, it would have put us in a bad position because so many people would not have favored the bigger picture. So that took a little bit of time to deal with. We're way past all that. Now we are where we are actually a solution where the Democrats and the Republicans both agreed the FIT Act is a winner. And so that's just to show last year was an election year. Think about how tough it was in the, coming into the election in November. We passed the FIT Act in the House of Representatives, 277 to 123 or something. I mean, it was a massive victory and it was led by bipartisan support, bipartisan leadership. Uh, if we could do that last year in 2019, before the craziness of the 2020 election starts, we think we have a very good chance. And frankly, we've been told that by many of our congressional champions. And, you know, honestly, the, uh, I've personally spoken to Ivanka Trump about it. They, the administration thinks it's a good idea. It's a matter of getting through the machinery of Congress, and there's a lot of things happening. And, you know, all you got to do is read the paper, watch cable TV to know that there's a lot of tension. But some things are still happening, and our plan is that we are going to be part of that, which is going to pass in the right time and place in 2019. Not a guarantee, but we are in a very good position. And we would go back to say, after many years of pushing it, pushing it to the front, last year, we, in a contentious political environment, we, we got a 277 to 100 and whatever I said, 23 vote, and we think we could get the same kind of ratio in the Senate. Thanks, Tom. Uh, I've been catching up again with Tom Cove, President and CEO of the Sports and Fitness Industry Association, and you've been listening to the latest edition of the Sports Insight Extra podcast. Learn about the latest sports industry news every Monday afternoon at the website or on your mobile device by signing up for a free subscription. And don't forget to catch up and listen to the latest podcast at sportsinsightextra.com or on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. I'm Bob McGee.